Namaste, everyone, and welcome to the Jai Bhakti Yoga podcast, where we share information on all things yoga, Ayurveda, and well-being lifestyle. I am excited to share these resources, insights, interviews, and so much more as we grow together on this wonderful journey of well-being. I am your host, Christina Andrini, founder of Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation and JBYU School of Yoga and Ayurveda. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our blog on Tumblr, as well as to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the fun social media channels where we share some of the tips and insights and resources from our podcast and vice versa on here. Now let's go ahead and begin with today's episode. Welcome everyone, as you're joining, popping in and popping out. This week we are focusing on the importance of having a sleep schedule. So really maintaining a sleep schedule, getting into some of the anatomy of why it's important to sustain a proper healthy sleeping habit and including it into your daily routine, creating that structure, being consistent with the circadian rhythm. And so I wanna welcome you as you are joining today. And today we're gonna be focusing on the essentials of sleep. This will be a focus for the entire week. So tomorrow you'll probably see a post on top three ways to get yourself to sleep on time and what to eat before bed and stuff like that, that will help you to get yourself to sleep if you have trouble falling asleep once you're already in bed. And so I did say, well, what do I eat before bed? We always wanna eat about two hours before bed, so it gives the body time to process. And it will also be based on your doshic constitution and the vitiation that we will be working with as we grow together. And so this is why it's important that we continue this relationship with each other, we continue to communicate so that I can help you along the way. And I see Jake is here with us today and um, XN Works and Studio Mag and Word Soul. So many beautiful people are here today and many more to come as you pop in and out. I know Jake has actually sent me some wonderful testimonials of how he's been integrating what we've been doing over the last couple of weeks. And he's actually seeing results and not just him, but his doctors. And the proof is in the pudding, my friends. Everything that we talk about today is actually shared with you and for you on our website. So you can go to the website and go to the research tab and you'll find all of the scholarly research that we do in the medical field so that we can prove the efficacy of yoga and Ayurveda as you integrate it into your life. This is something that I don't just talk about because I love talking about it. I love talking about it because I know it can help you and it will help you as it's helped me and so many others. And so let's go ahead and jump in and get started. Um, yeah, that agua caliente, I know it's so true. I, I totally get it. And that's something you would want to do before bedtime as well. So let's go ahead and get started. And if you have any questions, go ahead and pop them into the comments below. I'll address them as we move through some of the material today. And like I said, you can pause this recording anytime um, once you're watching the replay or giving a listen to the podcast and really apply some of this information, take down notes, whatever you need that will help you as we're growing together through the evolution of the essentials of sleep. 
And so part of a healthy daily routine is getting to bed on time and also getting a proper night's rest. And sometimes I know we're busy, we wear a lot of hats. We also really want to honor this badge of busyness that we have going on sometimes. But what's really important to understand and sustain is there's two science of creative intelligence principles that I like to share with you of the 16 that we meditate on at the Maharishi International University. And two of them is rest and reset. And the second one is um, do less and accomplish more. So these are the two key principles that we are gonna be working through for the theme of what we're gonna be talking about today. So like I said before, um, we may have a lot of commitments. We are juggling a lot of um, scheduling conflicts, scheduling issues, we're flying here, we're going there, we're teaching here. We might have kids um, that need and require and also have a jam-packed schedule. And so there's really a lot going on in our day to day. And it really feels as though, when do I actually get the opportunity to just have some me time and having me time at sometimes might even feel guilty. You might feel guilty that you're taking a full day off to do absolutely nothing or who can I have been there for? So we take on quite a bit and this aggravates our doshas as well as it keeps us up at night. And then we are going through a downward spiral of intellect, what we have always worked on, what we continue to talk about, known as pragya aparad. And this can actually vitiate how we are feeling on the outside because of how we're feeling on the inside. We might wear a beautiful mask on the outside. We may have slept two hours and have a smile on our face and are back at it again the very next day. But it's important to understand that in order to be there for everybody else, you need to be there for yourself first. And in order to be there for yourself first, it's taking that time to make a conscious decision to create healthy boundaries and know when it's time to take a break. And this is where we come back to our home base or back to OM. And in doing so, we also want to make time for our family. We want to make time for our friends. We want to make time for our loved ones. We want to make time for our careers and our dreams and our goals. But in order to do all of that, you really want to make time for your rest and how you're going to structure your schedule and again being okay with saying no. Otherwise, what ends up happening is we go into what's called burnout and we've all been there. I've been there numerous times. I'm sure all of you have been there at some time and you're just really pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring so much of yourself, but you're not resetting and replenishing and refueling yourself. And meditation works great. Asana works great. All of these things work wonderful, but what's really important is being able to be consistent on maintaining a daily routine of getting to bed on time. And so how are we doing that? Well, for starters, the reason why we want to get to bed on time or at least create a time that's going to work best for us. And we're going to briefly talk about it in depth with the circadian rhythm. But what I'd like for you to kind of just observe right now for a moment with me, just humor me with this, is you wake up in the morning, you're kind of groggy, you're kind of tired, and if you had a good night's sleep, then you're really awake and you're ready to go. You may or may not have breakfast in the morning kind of thing, and then you feel kind of tired. And then throughout the rest of your day, you're doing something. You might go to the gym or you might go to work and you're focused on doing something. And then towards like the middle of the day, it's around lunchtime, 
you may or may not eat lunch. You may eat lunch at your desk. You may eat lunch on the run. It might be picking some, maybe some snacks for lunch. And then all of a sudden around like two or three, you're kind of like winding down and you're getting a little bit tired or man, this is a good time. I should go to the gym. This is where I get my pick me up time. Um, you might come up with some other picking. You might snack on some fruits or something just to kind of wake yourself up. Some of you might grab a cafe con leche or a little quick espresso, um, some sort of pick me up in the middle of the afternoon. And then around six or seven, you're starting to kind of crash a little bit and your body's naturally just like really exhausted. At some point you have dinner and maybe it's really, really super heavy dinner. And then you're like leaning back, you feel like you have to unbutton your button on top. And now you're feeling really, really heavy, maybe a little bit more tomasic. And by the time it's time for bed, you're in bed, you probably got your phone and you're looking at your phone while you're in bed and you're having a hard time falling asleep. And then you finally fall asleep and it's about midnight or one o'clock in the morning and then to turn around and do it all over again. So if you're, if that's you, and uh, I've been there. I was there just a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago. So if that's you, then you know what I'm talking about and you, and you get it. You understand, wow, I feel kind of funky. I don't feel 100%. I'm having my daily elimination and the morning routine is a little bit aggravated or I feel a certain type of way. Maybe this dosha was vitiated. So this is really important to understand and to know because this all comes back to what happens when we sleep. So what happens when we sleep is the reality is our physiology is not going to be able to repair itself. Our brain, our organs, our process of digestion is not going to be able to do its function properly if we're not going to sleep. When we're sleeping, this is when it's working the hardest. And so the brain needs you to go to sleep. And I'm going to read to you why, because this is my notes that I put together for you all today. The brain needs you to go to sleep so it can clear out the clutter. Well, it removes the waste that it no longer is serving you, and it will rewire the new neurons and patterns so that you can process all of the learnings and their takeaways from the day. What it also does is that it repairs itself and it creates waste. And so all of that will be taken out through the process of elimination in the morning once the body is starting the repair process during the pitta time of the night. The body needs you to rest so that the lymphatic system can go to work during the pitta time of the night, as well as so that it can assimilate, it can process, and it can nourish the datus, the tissues that we've talked about in the past podcasts in Ayurveda, you're learning about this as well. And so that you are arising in the morning refreshed and prepared to receive and take on whatever the day is going to bring you. So if you ever think about this and... Consider if you've ever heard of the term, they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Have you heard that term before? So waking up on the wrong side of the bed typically means they probably had a really bad night's sleep. And this will affect your mood. It will affect your environment. It will affect the people around you. It will affect everything that you experience throughout the day. Things that you would naturally just kind of brush off will seem a little bit more heightened or elevated. And so you'd want to consider when you're recognizing that the fire is beginning to fuel within you, 
maybe it was a bad night's sleep that could be the trigger to whatever the mood is that you're experiencing right now. So that's where this term, they woke up on the wrong side of the bed came from. It's not having a proper night's sleep. And Dr. Travis, who is one of our research PhD doctors over at the Maharishi International University, has this really beautiful quote. And he says that the process of getting to sleep is different for each person mostly because it depends on their prakriti, which is your doshic constitution that we've talked about in the past, around, and it also has to do with your age. And you wanna remember that as the brain changes, how we see the world fundamentally also changes. And that's from Dr. Travis. Without proper sleep, your mood is poor. You may become irritable, hot-tempered. You may experience being a little bit more sharp you may not make such good decisions. Your decisions might be based more emotionally than logically. So this is where the pitta vitiation, where we now link this back to Ayurveda, is where the pitta vitiation will come into place. And when we would do our pulse reading, we will take note that there will probably be some vitiation in apana and prana and prana and udana um, subdoshas, which are in the vata finger. And this will give us insight that it has more to do with intellect, which again reverts us back to the pragya aparad, which then disseminates through the entire physiology. And so this will vitiate our pitta dosha. And so we would need to figure out, well, what is the best practice or a tool that I can integrate into my being that I can calm myself down as a pitta to get cool. And if this is a vitiation in kapha and vata, specifically, you'll start to notice this happening with vatas being more insomniatic, that they will not get to bed. They'll stay up all night long. They won't eat. They will have an insatiable amount of energy. And then they will have a very hard crash when it comes to the vata doshas experiencing a pitta vitiation within their respective dosha. It's um, for a kapha personality, they will just have, um, they will not be able to sleep as deep. They will have more of a vitiation of waking up throughout the night as opposed to sleeping throughout it like a log like they normally would do. And then for pittas, they will have also problems getting to bed. They might actually have aches and pains. They will probably work through things and they'll become extremely aggravated and, 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 and vitiated. So um, they will end up probably taking a nap throughout the day the next day. And so when this happens, the best practice would be to take some time, about five or 10 minutes, up to 20 minutes to sit in meditation. And this meditation is also very similar to taking a 20 minute power nap. And then it will basically just encourage you to take that time to rest and reset the entire physiology. And why does that happen? It's because when the body is tired, it is important not to fight the natural urges. If the body is feeling sleepy, then we want to encourage you to take rest and give yourself that time maybe to practice restorative yoga. There's a yoga nidra that I'll be sharing with you in this, uh, this month's email that will go out that you can use before bed. So that would be a practice I would encourage you to, to put on and it would be more of a listening, it's an audio. So you can listen to the guided meditation that takes you into the yoga nidra and that will help you to then get the proper rest that you need. It will help you get your body and your mind ready to enter into a deep state of rest. 
The other opportunities to explore would be sound healing. If there is a sound healing ceremony in your area, I would encourage you to do that. Yes, so yoga is okay for night, absolutely. I wouldn't do a power yoga practice and it's actually the very next one that I'm gonna speak on. So sound healing, if that's in your area, definitely check that out. Very soothing for the entire physiology with the vibration and frequency with the sound waves helps to stimulate all of the chakra system. And it also helps to stimulate the uh, hypothalamus, which then also takes you into the REM state of sleep. Um, and it creates a wakefulness, yet you're still asleep. So it's a nice wakeful alertness or a meditation. Like Jake's question, it's okay to do yoga at night, question mark. Yes, it is. It is okay to do yoga at night, but you do not want to do a power yoga class at night. Now, if you are a Pitta personality and you are doing a very uh, advanced or a vigorous yoga practice in the evening, chances are it's going to enliven the intelligence and the fire within you and it's going to keep you awake at night. Maybe doing that type of a practice is, is that invigorating that it will enliven you like a little cup of coffee. However, comma, if you are a pitta that's vitiated with pitta dosha then doing a very powerful practice in the evening will actually soothe you because like increases like and the opposite will increase or decrease and so if you are experiencing heightened states of awareness or heightened aggravation then doing something that will create a balance such as a power yoga class that will help to eliminate and move all of this stored energy within then will help to help you decrease that energy then yes it would be okay to do a practice like that this all comes back to knowing what dosha is in balance based on where you're at in your sleep pattern if you're falling asleep before 10 o'clock you're in a good space if you're falling asleep after 10 o'clock you're in a space that needs some support and so knowing what type of a practice for your particular dosha constitution based on what is aggravated is going to help you make the conscious decision of what practice to do in the evening. For everybody, for the whole scope, my suggestion is to go straight to a yoga nidra, a yin yoga, sound healing, or restorative yoga classes. Those would be my four go-tos maybe some kundalini with some breath work, but cooling breath work, not heating breath work, that will get you ready for your evening to go to bed. When I say getting ready for evening, this is part of a Ritucharya practice, which we'll definitely talk about next week. I did not get to talk about it last week because I was out of the country, but even though I'll be out of the country next week, I'll be able to actually be online with you all and talk about the Ritucharya practice. And what that is, is getting yourself ready for bed. And so like Jake mentioned, the yoga at night, so you would probably do the Maharishi Yoga Asanas, which is another really great way to get you ready for bed, helps to enliven and prepare the body for deep states of meditation. You could do a meditation practice, maybe five or 10 minutes before bedtime. If you uh, do meditation like a um, transcendental meditation, then you wanna do that at least an hour before bed. And then you can also do pranayama work. So deep breath work, going into counting backwards from breath 10 all the way down to one, maybe doing compar um, comparison ratios. So breathing in for a count of five, exhaling for a count of five, inhaling for a count of eight, exhaling for a count of 10, 
and going counting backwards from 10. So you could do something like that. And I actually will send out one of those um, counting breathwork meditations for you to try this week as well and see what works for you, what you like, what you don't like, what resonates, what doesn't. And um, a couple of other things I would suggest is really giving yourself the opportunity to recharge. Um, going into this practice of a restorative yoga, yoga nidra, meditations, Reiki healing, sound healing, transcendental meditation, these are all wonderful ways that really um, give you the opportunity to experience the depth and the deepness of your rest as a whole through maybe making you feel like you slept eight full hours when you did a yoga nidra practice that was only 45 minutes. And so this is why taking time to rest and reset is like dipping a cloth in a vat of dye. Every single time that we dip this cloth into a vat of dye, it gets saturated with this beautiful coloring. And then when we take it out, it's still saturated in the color, but some of the color comes off of it because it's an activity. It's drying in the sun. Once it gets absorbed from the sun, we put it back any color that was lost, we put it back into the vat of dye and it gets saturated again. And again, we put it out in the sun to dry. Like that, it's how when we are experiencing deep states of rest and well-being, our intellect, our mind is purifying. And then when we come out of the states of deep rest, we go into the space of activity, but yet we're able to still sustain the deep restful state of awareness when we are awake in this in this state of being and that's why getting plenty of rest at night gives you that space of wakeful rest and wakeful awareness so that you can do the activity of the day with clarity consciousness and then go into your meditation to rest and reset and then start again so it's kind of like having eight hours of sleep when you do meditation like tm or a yoga nidra or a restorative yoga class because your whole body has the opportunity, the lymphatic system, the digestive system, the brain gets cleared out, all, everything is purifying when your body is in its optimal rest. Pitta dosha is working at its optimal because Pitta is responsible for transformation. The Dalai Lama once said, if you're very busy, then you should meditate for an hour. So. I thought that was funny and I wanted to share that with you all. So as I mentioned, the lymphatic system is at its peak performance when we are sleeping. And you can find that also in the Shadak Samhita, which is one of the Ayurvedic texts that I go to all the time, that it also states it in there. And this is essential mostly for our Pitta Dosha dominant and Pitta Dosha aggravated um, properties and Vikritis so that Pitta can do its job. Another reason why sleep is important is that it gives us a glimpse into what cosmic consciousness is all about. And we did talk about cosmic consciousness a few episodes ago. We actually talked about all the seven states of consciousness and cosmic consciousness being a state in which waking, dreaming and sleeping states of consciousness where we are in that wakeful awareness is met with the transcendent state that state of samadhi, that when we do our yoga practice and we feel just so blissed out at the end, this state of cosmic consciousness and wakeful awareness come together, or Deagle, the tra uh, transcendental consciousness and the wakeful dreaming sleeping states come together and they create the space of what's known as cosmic consciousness. 
So if you've ever met anyone that just seems to just have it all together and they've always keep this kind of cool, calm and collective demeanor, they're more than likely kind of in this space of cosmic consciousness that everything is just flowing and vibing, no matter what the circumstance is, they kind of, it almost feels as though they really never get mad. And it's because they're in that space where they're still aware of what's happening, but they're not attached to that surface level experience. They know that it's happening right now, but once it happens, it's fine. Like it's all going to work out in the end anyway. So why should I get upset? And so that's why people that remain in that space of cosmic consciousness tend to be uh, a lot of the time, either yogis and meditators that have that type of uh, demeanor that you will be meeting throughout your life and even to include yourself when you start to get more and more adept into your own personal meditation and yoga practice and your sleep as well. Really honor and value your sleep, okay? Really honor that. And this is why Maharishi expresses this glimpse of sleep being a part of cosmic consciousness. He says, Deep sleep means we are not aware of anything. Inner awareness is lively, but this does not mean that we are aware of the things around us. Non-awareness of anything outside, but inside we are awake. This is the coexistence of deep sleep and the fourth state of consciousness. This is where we experience transcendental consciousness and waking, sleeping, and dreaming in unison. We are performing an action while we are in a space of rest. We are unbothered by the surface level. So like that, when we sleep, we are clearing the slate, as Italy says. And we're giving ourselves the ability to let go and sleep on it. Just like the term says, sleep on it. When we sleep on it, we approach whatever the circumstance or situation or whatever we're going to be one-on-one -on -one with, etc., with a very different state of mind. If we do not have a proper night's rest, then we are going to address whatever the circumstances are that we are maybe harboring some ill will towards a little bit differently because it's affecting, it's causing stress, and therefore the stress is impacting the way that we'll be able to sleep properly. So everything really does link together one on one on one. Everything affects one another. As a research junkie that I am, <laughs> that I am, I have a ton of articles that I'll be sharing with you all on the website that has to do with sleep and why the yoga nidra practice, restorative yoga, yin yoga, Ayurveda, the lifestyle changes are really important. Why sleep is really important so that you can sustain the well-being and, and the quality of your well-being and enliven your own inner intelligence so that you can actually digest your food properly, that you can purify your body, that you can have a reduced acid reflux, reduce the prevention and onset of diabetes. There's so much that you benefit when you get to bed on time, okay? In yoga, what we do at the end of all classes, 
is that we enter into the Shavasana or Chattanasana. We also are in a space of just lying on our back, basically, for those of you who don't know that terminology. We also enter into the pranayama, which is the deep breath, the letting it go, and then letting it become very, very subtle, almost apneustic if you go into the deeper rests, those of you that fall asleep in, in Shavasana. There's others that do meditation at the end of class. There's also um, Sukhasana, easy pose that we just sit and are in presence with an open eye meditation that we've done. But all of these practices in the yoga, physical yoga asana practice constitutes itself back to the physiological and the psychological well-being and rest and restoration of your essence of being, of who you are, your prakriti. In Ayurveda, which comes from now the consciousness-based approach to sleep, we encourage sleep from the Ayurvedic perspective for you to be in bed by about 10 p.m., um, no later than 10.30, arise, go to bed early, arise early in the vata time of the, of the day is preferred. This will prepare you for getting your mind right for meditation and the physiology leveled and balanced so to hunker on for the next day. But also prior to bedtime, maybe around the eight o'clock hour, you want to start practicing that Ritucharya. So the Ritucharya practice that we've gone over a couple of times on some of our yoga retreats and we've talked about in some podcasts before. But the Ritucharya is the evening portion of the daily routine. It's your evening routine. So this is what you'll be doing after dinner. So those of you that are jumping in, we're talking about the essentials of sleep. And you're welcome to watch the replay, take notes, and, uh, and join us for the rest of the conversation, popping in and out. We love to have you, so welcome. And so having the Richucharya practice beginning at about 8 o'clock, there's some best practices that you, can, that you can do in this particular time frame that will get you ready for bedtime. This is where the um, digestion is going to be impacted, so I would, I would encourage you to take some tea that will help to soothe you if you have any ailments here, any ailments of upward movement or any constipation or gas or bloating. This will be a good time if you are going through that and maybe take some trifola for those of you that are able to do that or can speak to your doctor and ask them about um, introducing trifola into your herbal supplements to help you um, get to bed at night and to get digestion um, back on track in the morning so that you have that proper elimination for the daily routine. And you will also probably consider taking what we call the moon milk. And moon milk is, um, it's basically saffron. You want to do two threads of saffron and you'll do a pinch of cardamom. You will do a pinch of turmeric and you will do um, a pinch of cinnamon. And if you like clove, then you can also do a pinch of clove. Your milk is warm, it's hot, and you'll do just a little half a teaspoon of ghee or coconut oil, depending if you're vegan or vegetarian, um, depending on that. So either or, make sure it's hot. And then you drink that before bed, and it's kind of like a chai in a way, you will drink that and that will help you to get to bed 
at night without any problem, okay? Just be very careful with saffron because saffron's an aphrodisiac and you don't wanna take too much of it. Oh, I love that you drink golden milk, Jake. That's wonderful. It's so good. It's so good. Pero cuidado. <laughs> so your digestion and your cognitive organs will thank you and bless you when you make this very challenging but very simple change in your life. And I say challenging because the simplest things to change in your life tend to be the hardest things to do. So for a fun challenge, okay, I'm going to commit to this because I wrote it down and I'm going to commit to it. So this is what I'm going to do. So for a fun challenge, I will pop on live, okay, one hour before we're going to go to bed. So 9 o'clock p.m. I'm on Eastern Standard Time right now. So at 9 o'clock p.m., I'm going to pop on. For those of you Central Standard, that's about 8 o'clock. For those of you in California, you're lucky because you still got about two or three hours before you go to bed when I do this. But we're going to do a 10-minute meditation at 9 o'clock. So that way we get the physiology ready for downtime over the next three days together, okay? So that way you can see what it feels like to begin your Ruchacharya practice. And we'll just do it for three days in a row. You can join me here at nine o'clock Eastern time, central time, eight o'clock, and we'll do that practice. So that will be what we'll do. And, um, and then I'm gonna also go over later this week, we're gonna dive in a little bit deeper into the benefits of why going to bed early is so important okay and this is going to be specifically for the 40 years of age and up why it's so important for us to get proper sleep so i'm going to leave you all with that for now there was a lot that we covered today and that recipe you can grab it over at jbyfnola.org under our Ayurvedic section, you just go over there and grab the recipe. We have tons of recipes on our blog as well that you can grab and our resource library that you can sign up for for free and have access to all of that. So, so much love everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. It's good to be back. It's good to be present. It's good to be with you all and continue drinking your golden milk, continue living your best and healthiest life. Much love, y'all. Namaste and take care. Bye for now. Namaste. Thank you all so much for participating in today's wonderful podcast. As always, it's such a joy and an honor to share in the space with all of you and hold the space together as a collective. I invite you to support my life's work on Teachable. For those of you that would like continuing education units, Teachable will be the go-to for your membership. I'm looking forward to growing together and meeting you all. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and introduce yourself. I would love to follow you back and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free classes that are posted weekly. Looking forward to our next chat together and I'll see you online, in person, in an immersion or on this podcast. See you soon. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste.